favorite people, our listeners, into another episode of Just Saying Sports with Jake and Sean. I'm Jake Ednip. I'm here with Sean Dwyer. Say what's up to the people, my friend. What's up? So we got a little explaining to do before we get started today. It's been a little while since you've heard from us, and it is all on our shoulders. We've had a rough stretch couple of weeks with our time constraints, our schedules matching up, along with the fact that we did do an episode for you guys last week, but due to extenuating technical difficulties, we were not able to post because the audio quality just was not up to par. So we apologize for the absence. And, you know, we know we have a lot to cover, a lot to talk about after missing time in sports because, you know, there's no days off, right, Sean? Of course not. Zero. Zero days off. Now, uh, after we would like to extend those apologies, uh, we want to get into the action, make sure that we keep you guys loaded up on the news that has been going on over the last couple weeks. Uh, The episode that we did or tried to do last week was going to be filled with NBA action from the NBA awards and a little bit of the NBA draft reaction, but... We're a little bit outside of that. There's a lot bigger news that has happened since then. So we'll make sure we touch on a few of those old topics, but really get into the stuff that has just happened this week in the NBA. We also may touch on a little bit of NHL talk, and we'll preview our upcoming midseason MLB awards show before the All-Star break. So, Sean, without further ado, we're going to dive into that NBA schedule of things to talk about. And just so we backdate it as far as we can, We'll start with the NBA awards really quick. And we already went through everything personally, but we'll just stick with the MVP talk. And my question is, are you surprised James Harden took it over LeBron James this season? Yes. Yes, I am. I mean, when you looked at all of the numbers, LeBron James had more points, more rebounds, more assists. His team made it further into the playoffs. I know that the MVP voting doesn't count playoffs, but LeBron James carried the Cavaliers to the finals. He carried them through the regular season. And I just feel James Harden I don't know. I just didn't agree with me that James Harden was the MVP. Well, I definitely agree. And like kind of what you said is, you know, I definitely think that James Harden deserved it. The sad part is that James Harden probably deserved it more last season. You know, they almost should have flip-flopped on their years, but the thing here is, like you said, they don't take postseason into account and you know, with the Rockets having the best uh, the best record in the league, you know, even outdoing the Warriors. That's a big step up for the Rockets in the first place, along with, you know, the scoring, <coughs> excuse me, the scoring that he has provided for them definitely makes him probably the most valuable player on the Rockets. But like you said, with the way that LeBron literally carried the Cavaliers to the entire season, took him into the NBA Finals basically on his back, I don't think you can make an argument that there is a more valuable player not just to their team, but in general in the league than LeBron James. No, it's not. And I don't think I'm not a big LeBron James fan. I've said it before, but I just don't think that with this season that he had, I really thought that it was his to have. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you see the Cavaliers basically switched out their entire squad, you know, Sam's LeBron James at the middle of the season, right before the trade deadline. And he still was able to just drag him on through the season and do what he does best. Of course. Now, the numbers obviously were better for LeBron, but I think it was one of those cases that the voters looked at it and said, ah, we're going to give it to LeBron again or 
should we give it to James in one of these couple of years when he's in his prime? And I think they ended up just kind of defaulting to the second one because they've already seen LeBron do such great things. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, sometimes people think about the seasons LeBron has had in the past and how it compares to his season now or the seasons that James Harden has had in the past and how it compares now. And this is probably one of the best seasons that James Harden has ever had. So they might have looked at it like that. And, you know, I'm not mad about, I'm not mad about the award, but I definitely thought it was going to go the other way. Now, I agree. yeah, now uh, keeping on with the NBA talk, uh, I did want to just ask you one question from our last podcast and it'll make it, we'll make it really quick, but who are you most impressed with team wise in the, in the lottery um, with who they picked, where they picked them and how well they fit. And obviously we've seen a little bit of summer league, act, league action at this point. So now we have a little bit better gauge on what type of talent they really came out with. Uh, to me, it was the Dallas Mavericks taking Luka Doncic. I feel that he is going to go very, very, very well with Dennis Smith Jr. in the backcourt. And I think that the two of them together have make probably the best backcourt in the NBA for many years to come. And I think that if they can, you know, Dirk's getting older, but if they can add a piece, you know, through free agency, the draft next year, to kind of be a wing scorer to go with Harrison Barnes, that they'll be able to find a big guy like, you know, the Warriors that they had Zaza Pachulia, not a great big guy. They can find someone who can be effective, though, to go along with four other good players on the wings and the ball handler. I think the Dallas Mavericks are primed for a great year. Yeah, and I think they can end up over the next several years in that three to six range in the West and be able to overcome just about any team that comes up to face them once they get a little bit more experience under their wings. And I, I definitely, the big thing for me with that duo is now I think they have become the youngest and most dangerous, you know, backcourt in the league. Uh, we have to see how Doncic, uh, or Doncic uh, pans out, but I definitely think that his skill set is going to be a good complement to what they already have. I agree. Yeah. All righty. So now, of course, getting into the big talk of the week, something that we have talked about probably too many times on this podcast, but the speculation was always fun. The NBA free agency has basically came and went with the big signings. There's definitely some big names still out on the board, but we'll start off with what everybody's talking about and everybody was talking about and everybody's going to continue to talk about. LeBron James actually went to the Lakers. So once again, on this podcast, I can mark another box for how many times I was wrong. So <laughs> what do you think, Sean? I mean, was this the right move for LeBron? Maybe. Um, I can't really tell you what the right move for LeBron was. I thought, you know, maybe him going to Philadelphia was the best move for him. But, you know, obviously he thought different. Um, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, wait till the Lakers get one more guy. Wait till they add that last piece. Um, I don't think it's going to be this year. So I think LeBron's streak of going to the finals is done. Um, I think he could have continued that if he had gone to Philadelphia. If he would have stayed in the Which, East, definitely. I mean, yeah. as soon as he signed into the West, he signed his death warrant on that one. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. I understand it, but I don't, if that makes any sense. It's just... Well, there's definitely, Sean, you know, there's definitely a lot of pros and cons on either side of the decision that he made, but I still don't understand the, the biggest part for me. And, you know, Lakers Nation, for the most part, has welcomed LeBron in. 
said, hey, you're one of the greats. You belong with one of the great franchises. But I still don't understand why he would take his legacy to arguably the best franchise in NBA history. And it's not saying that, you know, just like Kevin Durant or now who will touch on with DeMarcus Cousins does, doesn't want to go to the best franchise, quote unquote, right now at least to win. But, you know, just going to some place with so much history for LeBron and not having the immediate chance to roll into the finals just didn't make the most sense to me because regardless of how much of a freak athlete the man is, he's still, what, 33 or 35? Uh, mm-hmm. just, just signed a four-year deal. So basically this deal, this deal is going to push him up to his almost his 40-year-old season. And I know the man's a physical specimen, but there isn't many – NBA players who make it past 40 and the ones who do don't keep the same level of play. And I know LeBron's an outlier in all respects, and I'm sure he'll be an outlier in that aspect as well. But if I were him having to think about taking two years until you're back into the NBA finals and have another shot at the, at the Larry O'Brien just seems like a bit long for this part in his career. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, I don't think he helped himself, you know, with career achievement wise by joining the Lakers. I think he actually set himself back because, like you said, he's not going to win an NBA championship this year with the Lakers. He's not even going to make it. And so, what you know, looking at him, like you mentioned he's older now. He's not going to be able to do what he's done before, and it's just. I don't know. I just don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you know, with him going out there, I know this is definitely going to boost his overall profile, which is hard to believe that he isn't already as big as he thinks he is. But going out to L.A. is just going to boost his jersey sales, boost his reputation, give him even more to fall back on once he's done playing basketball, which isn't the worst thing in the world, you know? No, it's not. And, uh... Uh, it's funny. A lot of people, they go, oh, you know, LeBron James Jr. When he's going out to school in L.A. and he wants to have the L.A. Lakers draft his son and play with him. I, I go, people, you got to give it a few years. I know LeBron James has never sustained any, anything crazy. But like I said, once this man gets old, there's parts of your body that just don't last so long when you're paying 48 minutes a game for 20 years straight. No, it's not. And, you know, I don't think LeBron really – I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that he would love to play with his son, but I don't think that had anything to do with this. I don't. Oh, with the decision, no. Yeah. Well, no, I think that, that was. If anything, that'll be the next contract that'll help him out with that decision. If there is another contract. Exactly, but I mean that's all up to LeBron, and you know we've seen some of the greatest players in the world step away when they didn't have to yet, but you know after those next four years, we'll have to see what goes on, but. Overall, I'm not pleased with LeBron going to L.A. I made that known prior to his signing, before you know anybody really talked about it. But in all honesty, I like it because it shakes up the NBA. It makes the Western Conference even more competitive. I guess if you can't beat them, join them over there and then try to do it earlier in the season. You know, try to just mess up that playoff picture as much as you can before you get in there and see what happens. But I don't think L.A. was the place for him to uh, go and win now. No, I agree. 
So moving on from LeBron, we definitely have some other big free agent signings and we'll touch, we'll just touch on a couple and not really go into depth, but there's one we definitely have to talk about. Uh, one that I want to touch on, uh, Paul George kind of threw a left, left hook to everybody that doesn't live in Oklahoma city and went ahead, looked at everybody and said, damn, I love it here. I like this culture. I like playing with these guys. I'm sticking around. So, you know, Paul George signed an extension with Oklahoma City, much to Russell Westbrook's joy and happiness. I think Russell Westbrook even threw him a party. But right move, wrong move for Paul, Sean. Wrong move. And it's for the same reason that, you know, we just mentioned the Western Conference is loaded. There is so much talent in the Western Conference. I mean, even talking about it, you know, Paul George was also rumored to be going to the Lakers. And that's still in the Western Conference, but I don't know. It's just I didn't think Paul George was going to stay in Oklahoma City. I think Oklahoma City is kind of landlocked within that three to six seed range, and they're going to have trouble making a conference finals. Um, I don't see that changing even with Paul George staying. I mean, they just had a season with him there, and that's pretty much what happened. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't see any of that changing or – any differences with him even resigning? I will say, I, I definitely think that in the grand scheme of things, where else Paul George would have landed, Oklahoma City is definitely the best spot for him to boost his career and give him the best chance in order to, you know, even help slash lead a team to a conference finals when even they're not expected to. Somewhere like he was in, in, the, in Indiana, uh, that just, there wasn't enough around him to be able to even make it out of the East. So I think for his own personal aspects, it was probably the right call. And think about it this way. Now they're going to have Carmelo Anthony out of there and they might actually gel a little bit better as a team. They already took the whole year tryout phase and they didn't do too bad, but it didn't all work out the way they wanted. I mean, and like you might, I, I agree with you. I understand him staying in Oklahoma city, but not on a four-year contract. I I would have thought he signed a one-year deal or a two-year deal with a player option to try and give himself some freedom to work. If he has another good year this year, he can, again, go out there and see what he can get and see what's out there. Maybe there wasn't a deal out there that he liked this year, and yeah. that's fine. You stay where you are. You like playing with Russ. You like playing there. You stay there. And, but you got to be, be conscious of declining prospects on his contracts after this season. And as bad as it sounds, Paul George is right at that age where he's getting to his last big deal. So imagine he only did take a year deal and Oklahoma City didn't do so hot. Then he's high and dry. So I don't think he made the worst decision. But like you said, 40, four years might be a little too long. Uh, yeah. Now, another big free agent signing, uh, probably the biggest one that nobody was talking about, except for, I think, us on our podcast was uh, DeMarcus Cousins. And... You know, I thought that he might go back for the Twin Towers in uh, New Orleans, and obviously he didn't want any of that. And we thought, hey, Boogie's going to have to go get max money somewhere. But after that Achilles injury, he kind of surprised all of us. He signed a one-year $5.53 million deal with the Golden State Warriors, I believe was the number. Mm -hmm. And once again, everybody's hating on the man for hopping on the gravy train. But do you actually see a problem with this? No, I see zero problem with this. The point of being a professional athlete is to win championships. I wish everybody would get that through their head. I, I just don't – what does it matter to anybody 
what people do to win championships. People's basketball, especially in basketball, their careers are measured in championships. Look at this debate that we've had for how many years now? LeBron versus Jordan. Well, Jordan's got six rings. Okay. Uh, if we're going to go off that logic, shouldn't Bill Russell be the best player of all time with yeah. 11? But no one puts Bill Russell in that conversation as best of all time. So if we're going to put that much on championships, why are we hating on guys for doing what they have to do to get their championships if they want to be talked about forever? I agree as well. And even a move like this, when they turn around and say the Warriors go ahead and now they go three straight, or, you know, or they, they, can, they can win another championship and get a whole bunch more rings on those fingers. Nobody's going to care that DeMarcus Cousins came over and helped them win another championship. They're going to care that the ring's on their finger. And honestly, I think it's the most noble move I could have ever expected out of Boogie Cousins. Me and you were just talking about how the guy really has never cared about winning. He's always been on a crappy team and always cared about is putting up his numbers and getting his paycheck. And I'm pretty sure you can quote either you or I on that in a previous podcast, right? I believe so, yes. I, almost to the exact T. And to me, he flipped the script on me. He flipped the script on you. And to be honest, I think he shocked the whole NBA, not because he signed with the Warriors, but because he only signed for $5 million. Well, and then you also got to remember there was the stories that he turned down that extension from New Orleans. I don't remember the exact numbers on it, but it wasn't max money. And then, you know, there was a story that came out that said that he told his agent to call everybody. Boogie wasn't getting any offers. Um, Golden State offered him. He signed a contract. People got to also realize that the man wasn't getting any offers for a job, and somebody offered him one. Well, yeah, what else are you going to say? No, I don't want to play basketball anymore? Yeah, um, no. You know what? This would be too controversial. For the whole NBA, I'm not going to do it. No, the man no. needed the job. <laughs> I'm going to get mines. Uh, yeah, it's – oh, no, I'd rather be unemployed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that at all. That's one of the things that I was saying. And like I said, I think it was honestly noble of him. And you know, just as well as I do, even coming off of an Achilles, Achilles injury, which is one of the hardest things to do in the NBA, being the way that they move, they jump, how they use their feet. You know, Achilles is what ended Kobe Bryant's career, you know, and you think that's not something that's even nearly easy to come back from. And Golden State's honestly taking a gamble on DeMarcus Cousins. They're taking a bigger gamble than they are getting a sure thing from Boogie Cousins. They don't know what they're going to get and they don't know when they're going to get it. Exactly. 95%, 95% he's not going to be ready the first month of the season. And then he's going to have to come back and join a team that's already been gelled and worked together for, for a month. Three, no, for three years, you mean? Exactly, yeah, three years. So everyone who thinks that this is just going to be the Warriors adding another superstar and things are going to be easy for them, it's, I don't think it's going to be that easy. There's, go, there's certain hiccups that could possibly derail them from even making the finals with this move. It, oh, yeah, and, you know, DeMarcus Cousins himself is a very unpredictable player with his emotions with with his play there's like you said there's nights that demarcus cousins will score you four points get all pissed off he might grab you as 10 rebounds but he didn't help your team at all he might have heard it because of you know antics and morale and things like that but then there's the nights where boogie's gonna drop 55 points and get 25 rebounds and you're gonna say well this was worth five million dollars for this one game yeah and that's one of the that, that like we said it's a gamble and 
I think it was the smartest moves the Warriors could have made because they would have signed somebody like Zaza Pachulia for the same exact price. So with the team that you have, it gives them a little bit of room to be able to gamble like that. They don't need – they have four guys who can pick up the slack for somebody who's DeMarcus Cousins or JaVale McGee or somebody of lesser talents, you know? Exactly. And that's definitely something that they had to have thought about, and I think they might have been one of the only teams in the NBA, like you said, who is even willing to give DeMarcus Cousins a contract. So props to Boogie for finding himself a job and, you know, landing one on the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who calls as long as you if you need a job and they call, you know what? You win a couple championships if you stay there. And more money. That's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the, the worst, you know, uh, job offer to me. No. Now, was there any other free agents uh, this year, Sean, that you wanted to make sure that we touched on before we move on into our little preview segments? No, but I just wanted to point out that it was interesting. You know, Kevin Durant um, officially opted out of this deal and officially re-signed another one-year with a one-plus-one deal with the Warriors. Um, I've always thought he wasn't meant to stay in Golden State forever. And we'll see what happens. But I think maybe after this season, um, I'm going out on a limb here. I think Kevin Durant leaves Golden well, that's, that's a pretty bold prediction there, Sean. Yeah, I think he's setting himself up. You know, Kevin Durant's proven in the past that he kind of gets people get into his head. And I, think, I don't think he can take much more of the pressure that people are putting on him as jumping teams to win championships. I just think Kevin Durant, I think his days are numbered in Golden State. Well, that, that's, that's kind of hard for me to believe, but we'll leave that hot take on your – your stove, Sean, and we'll see how that goes. So we're going to take a couple second break here just to give you a little bit of tunes to liven up your mood so you don't have to listen to us drone on all episode long. We don't have too much more for you, but we want to make sure that we touch on a few other sports because the NBA has dominated our conversation quite regularly over the last month or two. So without further ado, we'll be back here in just a second. back once again hope you enjoyed our little musical interval just to give you a little spruce and spice up for our last few minutes of this week's episode now sean we gotta dive into the nhl just for a second here um you know the nhl draft nhl free agency basically went on all at the same time as the nba stuff did so it kind of fell by the wayside especially in the major sports conversation but you know i just wanted to touch on the nhl free agency and you know, what we've seen in the NBA is these big names trading teams going here, going there. But, the you know, the trend in the NHL this year so far has been big name players who were looking at other contracts have re-signed, stayed at home, and kind of stayed with their culture. So, I mean, what does that say about the NHL versus the NBA? I honestly don't know. Um, the NHL, you know, always been a little bit different in terms of contracts, the way they're structured with the NBA. Um, more money up front, less money the longer the contract goes on. You know, basketball's the opposite. Contracts are backloaded. Um, 
so it and it's also teams can offer i'm not 100 percent sure teams can offer the same amount of money not like basketball where your team can offer you more where i think hockey is everyone can offer the same money and i just i don't understand it um i don't have a particular reason that guys are staying in one spot instead of moving teams um I think it's just a hockey thing, and I think that's all I can say on it. Well, I mean, the biggest thing for me, and the way you say it's a hockey thing, is I think in hockey, people buy into a coach, or people buy into a team, or people buy into an actual culture a little bit hard, more hardcore than these other fan bases. You know, when you, when you think about the, the diehards for the Blackhawks, or the diehards for the Red Wings, or you know, the people down in, or even just think about the Washington fans, you know, who have stuck by the side of the Caps while they've done basically nothing until they won the, the, the cup this year. You know, it's not like Alex Ovechkin was ever looking for a way out. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, it's not like Jonathan Taves or anybody, they, they get signed to these 10 year contracts and people aren't looking for a way out in the NHL. And I think that's one of the things is I think people want to find their home when they play hockey and they want to stick it out. And you see, like you said, a lot of teams, especially in now, the now era, um, sign these 10, 12-year deals where they front-load the contracts and then basically try to deal with everything else once it gets fallen off at the end. And one, one thing I wanted to bring up, I actually saw an article um, the other day that there's some pretty good intel that you know the Detroit Red Wings captain, Henrik Zetterberg, might not ever play another game in a Red Wings jersey. He's on contract through 2022, I believe, but he's only owed $5 million of his over $100 million um, contract over the next three or four years. He's already gotten paid the majority of his money and he's had back issues and lots of injury time off. And basically they're saying they don't know if he's going to be back. And if, if they can cut the contract and do something better than they did with Pavel Datsuk, because I think they learned their lesson from that one. Um, there's some decent intel that, Henrik Zetterberg might not play in a Red Wings jersey ever again. What do you think about that? It's about time. Um, honestly, that's where I'm at with the Red Wings. Um, you know, signing guys to these super long contracts, you know, Datsuk, Franz, and Zetterberg. The chickens are coming home to roost, and, you know, they use the same for that. It's just they've done this to themselves, and I don't think they've gone about it the right way, and – trying to fix it yeah i mean i've been a bad uh bad critic of ken holland for years now i think he's made some pretty crappy moves since about say 2010 2011 uh hasn't really done what the organization has needed him to do to keep them where they want to be but you know it's sad to see henrik go but once again i i think it's nearly a time for that change of guard in the detroit uniforms and with the the way the organization is going, I think it's time for, you know, them to really embrace that rebuild. They've been starting to do it and they've, you know, kind of taken it under wings, but now is the time to kind of let go and move on. Well, you see, they it would be awesome if they did that, but they just made a couple of signings within the last week that delay that rebuild further. You know, you're giving roster spots to veterans that, they just re-signed Thomas Vanek again, you know. They just drafted a, one of the top forwards in the draft. And then knowing the Red Wings, they're going to take that young forward and delay him <laughs> three years 
So Thomas Vanek, the 38, 30-something-year-old forward, can play out another couple 30-point seasons. And you know what? That's, that's what they want to do fine. I just won't be watching until that garbage is over. Definitely. Now, um, that'll do it for our little NHL talk. I know there's probably plenty more we should be talking about, but don't have time for everything this evening. And, you know, I did want to just do a little preface here, Sean. Um, Our next episode will be the preface to the MLB All-Star break. And as we promised, we will have our mid-season awards, our mid-season breakdown. Um, But, Sean, give give the guys a little bit of a teaser um, with the way that everything's wrapping up here just in the last week. I just want to know, who do you think uh, your two best teams are in the AL, the NL, and who do you think is going to make it to the World Series? My two best teams in the American League are the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees, and I think the Astros are going to the World Series. My two best teams in the National League, I'm going to go with the Colorado Rockies and surprise team, the Atlanta Braves. But I don't think either one of those teams makes the World Series, and I'll fill you in on why next week. Of course. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on there, and it's always exciting to see where everybody is at, especially in the races. Like we said, we'll give you our Rookie of the Year picks, NL and AL MVP, Cy Young's World Series, all that good jazz coming up next week. But that is going to do it for this week's show. Um, As always, we like to thank you for listening. Uh, I know it's probably hard to listen to us every week, but we appreciate you coming back and always wanting for more. Um, Some really good news. Our podcast has become available nearly everywhere you can listen to a podcast by now. So we're now on Spotify, Apple Play, or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, CastBox, Ranker, all these these little uh, cast uh, podcasting apps. uh, You will be able to find us about on every single platform. So make sure you pick your favorite, subscribe, like, share, And let us know where you're listening from, because I always like to know where we're spreading to. So uh, without further ado, my name is Jake Atnip. I'm Sean Dwyer. Thank you for listening to Just Saying Sports, and we'll see you next week for our midseason MLB award show.